better not say that. Get shot, sorry. If evolution really works, how come mothers have only two hands? I like that. Because they do so much. Daughter. So you like this one. Daughter, mum, what's it like to have the greatest daughter in the world? Mum. I don't know, dear. You'd have to ask grandma. I wonder if you were to look through history, who you would think is the greatest mother of all time. I did a bit of a research on the internet, the most influential, the best, the greatest women. And you know what? All of the secular sources are really poor. They put people up there who've made a lot of money, yeah, people who've sold the most albums, I mean, in Time magazine, Mother Teresa wasn't even on the list. Yeah, surprised me too. Maybe I was looking at the wrong section. But if you look at women through time, you might think, well, what about Queen Elizabeth? She was the mother of a nation for 70 years. Wow. Wow. Maybe she was the greatest. Or Florence Nightingale. She was the mother of modern-day nursing trained lots of women. What about Rosa Parks? Resisted an evil regime, mother of modern day civil rights movement. Lottie Moon, the mother of Chinese mission. She started schools, shared the gospel in various villages and helped raise the conditions for missionaries. What about Amy Carmichael? the mother of Indian child prostitutes who rescued them from their plight. Then you've got one of my favorites, Mother Teresa, the mother to outcasts in the slums. Now, there's a massive list. We could go on and on about these amazing women. And I want you to notice it's not just about mothers in terms of physically bearing children, although I'm going to say something about that but it's about those who started something that went generational. You know, what one of my gripes with today's view of gender is it diminishes motherhood. There is more to motherhood than just saying, I am a woman. There is something in terms that goes through all generations. Could you imagine Adam and Eve in the garden said, hey, let's change gender. Well, there would be no human race. There is more to it than is so glibly thrown out in our political and in our entertainment industry. They don't really touch to the heart that we are created beings. But when we're looking for the greatest mother all time, this is my choice. We find her in Luke chapter 1 and verse 39 to 45. A few days later... Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her and Elizabeth Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, 
God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Now, the video we watched, lots of good stuff there, but one thing they got wrong is that Mary is not the mother of a savior. The phrase here used in Luke is that she is Mary, the mother of the Lord, and Lord means God. She is, in Greek, she is called Theotokos. What an amazing name. She is Mary Theotokos. She is the mother of God. Now, that'll do your noodle in. But I want you to think about this for a moment. The mother of God. She is the mother of God. She would have been a teenager then. And she became the mother of God. Something that would be humanly impossible became the possible. And if you looked at the list of women that I went through, and there are others, everything that they achieved is humanly impossible. All of those, you know, I went through from the, the Queen of England, Rosa Parks, they were all believers. They all did what they did because Christ gave them strength and power and they achieved great things. And at the top of that list stands this teenager 2,000 years ago in a village who when God said that you are going to have a child, she says, may it be to me according to what you have said. Wow. Why am I mentioning that? Well, there's plenty of mothers here. And maybe what God wants to do through you is going to be as great, but are you going to say, may it be done to me according to what you have promised? The mother of God, an amazing woman. You know, motherhood is such an amazing thing. We, we lose sight of it in how we operate today, but motherhood is about something being created that goes on through generations and has an impact. Proverbs is full of wise sayings, but I love... Um, this one in Proverbs 31, and it starts off like this. The sayings of King Lemuel. You think, oh, wow, he's a king. He must have really great stuff to say. But then it says, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. So actually, all of the wisdom that he shares comes out from an inspired utterance that his mum shared with him. Now we could go around the room and say, hey, what did your mum teach you? What stuff did your mum teach you that stays with you? I mean, something that my daughter doesn't yet know. But as you get older, you realize that your parents weren't as thick as you thought. <laughs> you know what? Parents are amazing. I, I love the way God works through it. I mean, it's a really simple thing. Why do we have women? I'll tell you why we have women, because it was really clear when we look at the book of Genesis that men weren't enough. Simple, isn't it, really? It needs both to work together. 
And each has a different role, each has a different physiology, each has a different psychology, but God brings them together to create something amazing. And from two people, Adam and Eve, we now have seven billion people on the planet. Wow, what a legacy. What an amazing, amazing legacy. When we follow Jesus, we can give birth to something that will change our world. I want to suggest this morning that motherhood is about birthing. And I'm not on about just children, although I think that's really important. I think we lose it today. And people saying, well, I want to pursue a career and this. The, the, the greatest thing you can ever do is have children and raise them to follow Jesus. It's one of the most powerful things that we can do in bringing people into Jesus. And let me tell you, it's the hardest thing because your own family becomes the hardest critic you'll ever face. Think about over the years, the women who've given birth to a prophet. Those who've given birth to a king. We've spoken about those who've given birth to a nursing movement or a civil rights movement or the abolition of slavery or caring for the unloved. What the world wants to diminish. I mean, it appalls me to think that there are politicians who have suggested that we remove the term mother out of the dictionary. How appalling is that? It doesn't even understand what motherhood is all about. When I grew up, my mum held our house together. I loved my dad, he was great, he worked hard, he supplied and everything, but without my mum, man alive, our house would have been in tatters. And there's probably testimony after testimony that you can go through where mum was the one who worked through and within that generation kept those things going. It's a high calling. It's a high calling in God. We are not animals. Just want to say to you, we are not animals. How do I know that? Well, because it's really simple. When you read the book of Genesis, when God made the animals, he says he made them each according to their own kind. Yeah. They're all made to their own kind. But when God made man, he says, I am making them in my image. So there is a uniqueness about humanity. We are not animals. We are created in the image of God. We are created male and female. And God has chosen that. And he's placed something of himself in us. And it's a great thing. What a terrible thing to diminish humanity to animals. Somebody said years ago that how you treat people is how they behave. And if you treat people like animals, guess what you're going to get? We are made in the image of God. And it's quite sad that in our history of humanity that we haven't properly recognize the gift of women 
within the world. We haven't. I'm cautious on what I say because we put this online, but I think a lot of what we're going through as a society in terms of sexuality, gender, and all of this, it actually, in long term, it oppresses women more than anybody else because of the impact that it has. Women are an amazing gift. Our history shows that even though we've very often focused on the men, it's actually been the women who have been humbly working behind the scenes who have done a large share of the work. Achieved great things have been the unsung heroes, have been those that have not been recognized. And I am pleased that in today's day and age, we're recognizing that. The challenge for society is that the pendulum doesn't swing all around the other way, that we then bent, begin to neglect what it means to be a man and a father. But I'm so pleased that we recognize that in our history of humanity, there have been women and mothers who've been doing amazing things that people don't even know about. We'll know about it when we get to heaven. We recognize what God has done. We recognize the complementary relationship between a man and a woman. But there are some things that are totally unique to a woman. A mother's love for her children, fathers do not have. And, and I can say that I'm a dad. Mums possess a love for their children that... I have to be honest, I, I don't quite understand it. Is that powerful and deep? I'm going to embarrass my wife for a moment. We had a situation the other week where James had a bit of a nasty turn and called up in a park all in a panic. He was blacking out and what have you. And I was just down in Malvern. I was just coming home and I was driving down the road and I saw this mad woman in the road. She kind of had a coat flailing. She was looking all around. Uh, and I thought, I recognize, that's my wife. <laughs> and she was sprinting to the park to be with James. Because of a mother's love for her child. Now, I love my kids. I, I do, I love my, I, lo I do love you, Zoe, you know that. Don't you? <laughs> But it is not the same as a mother's love. There was one of the jokes that I didn't put up, but that had such an element of truth in. And the guy said, um, what's a father? And he says, somebody who cares, who nurtures and provides for his family. And the child says, well, I want to be a father like mum. And there is this amazing, amazing gift that women have. You know, my mum loved me to bits, she still does. But outside of that, being part of a church family, there were other women in the church as I grew up who mothered me. They discipled me, they, they spoke with me, they comfort, they rebuked me, they, you know, they were formative in my life. It's about that relationship, about that love and that care 
that is shared abroad. And, and, and it does. I know I'm saying a lot against our society today, but we have diminished it. Raising our kids is not the responsibility of the school or the state. We need to help people understand what family is all about. The politicians recognize that the backbone of all society is the family unit, and yet they continue to destroy it with their legislation. We need to guard the family. We need to guard the place of the mother and the father. We need to recognize, we need to help. I wish in schools we would teach some of those things. Sorry, I'm go off a bit on a tangent. Drives me nuts, you know. When I go to school and they're saying, well, we're going to teach the kids about 20 different genders. And I say, can you please teach them how to manage their money? Oh, no, we don't do that. Can you teach them how to cook a proper dinner? Oh, no, we don't do that. But we can teach them some of this other stuff that, yeah, sorry, that's just me. You know, you'll notice in the video that we watched that each of the mothers mentioned had a different kind of role. Some were the mothers of a whole people. Some were the mothers of a king. Uh, I loved Noemi, that she was the one who was the, the spiritual mother who helped um, others grow. And I want to encourage you ladies in the church, because you might think, hey, Simon, you're only really talking to those of us who are mothers. No, I'm talking, you know, there are folks in the church like Ann Cooper, who's been a mother to so many people, certainly in the time that I've been in the church and beyond. And we recognize that. We recognize that amazing spiritual motherhood that you've taken on. And I know it's difficult for ladies who want to get married, who are single, and who are saying, ah, this is all tough, etc. But let me tell you, in God's kingdom, you have something that you can bring. You have a motherhood within you that you can bring. And if it doesn't come into marriage and children, it certainly comes into mothering uh, orphans and children and people who don't have parents in this life or those who are in a very disadvantaged situation. Church is about family, and the center of the family is the mum. She is. Center of the family is the mum. Sorry, dads. When we get to Father's Day, we'll revise that maybe, but we won't, because we all know it's about mum. And we need mums in church family that love and care and we have those but I'm just encouraging you keep going within that you do not realize people kind of think oh it's all about here the pastors up here and the pre it's not about that it's about what goes on in the daily conversation I am so encouraged that the pastoral work of this church is not something that I am doing but that everybody is doing and in the main it's the women I know Sister Rose, she calls people up. How are you doing? Anne calls people up. Other folks calling people up. And I want to encourage you. God has created you as mothers to love, to disciple, to teach. You know, some of these people that in history have been these great men, it was actually what their mums did. 
Who knows of Susanna Wesley? Who was she? Oh, Charles, John Wesley, Methodist movement. <laughs> she was the powerhouse with her kids. So let me say to you, don't diminish what God has created you to be. Don't diminish the calling that God has made you. Pursue God's will for your whole life and with all of your energy. Give everything you've got to what God has called you into and you'll go down in history as one who has served her generation faithfully. And sometimes, maybe just sometimes, we falter. Sometimes we think it's all too much. Sometimes we think, oh, I don't think I can do this. And I want you in those times to think of Mary Theotokos. Mary, the mother of God, who had probably the hardest thing to carry. Not only to live in a society where to be pregnant outside of marriage meant stoning to death, but who was a teenager responded to God's angel and said, may it be to me as you have said, and in her was birthed God. And she became the mother of God. She acted in faith, and she is known throughout history as Mary, the mother of God. And I want to say, learn from her example. I doubt she'd have been much older than Zoe or Yatisha when she said to God, I will do as you say. So I want to encourage you. You do amazing things. I want to thank you, mums, because you don't get the thanks much. But I want to thank you this morning for all that you do. Not just in church life, but everything you do for your children. And, and I also appreciate how hard it is for mums whose children are prodigal children, they've drifted away from God, and yet you keep that in your heart. And there is a reality of Mary Theotokos that is true in you, because it says that, you know, these things will pierce your heart. And they are sometimes difficult burdens to carry when children no longer follow Jesus. And you think, how do I carry that? tell you how you carry that, that you keep bringing it back to God. You, you, you love and you be the mum you are and that itself is a testimony. So I want to thank you today for all you do, for everything that you bring to our society that demonstrates the love of God to all people. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that you love us. I want to thank you that you care for us. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you for that amazing gift that you have given to us, which is motherhood. I want to thank you that we know and we see and we experience the amazing goodness of that gift that you have given. And I want to thank you, Father, that as a world we are so much richer because there are women and mothers in our lives. And Lord, today, we pray especially for every mum, for every spiritual mum, for everyone that, that loves and cares and, and, and mothers those around them. Lord, we ask that you would bless them today. We pray that they would know your hand upon them and your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.